Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. Holy fam, we are back with the AEW Revolution preview going down tonight. Marco is going to be defending his Chick Foley Show Prediction Championship against Sheena. We're going to have the debut of a brand new segment called How Many Chicks. And we got a whole lot of other action for you guys this show. But first, let me introduce the stars of the show, Sheena. Hello, hello. And Marco. What up? All right, Sheena, tell them where they can find you guys on social media. So you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. You can find Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. And you can join our Foley fam if you go to ChickFoleyShow.com. Yeah, tell them about the uh, March Madness tournament. Oh, my gosh. So we just did our March Madness uh, Best Breakfast Cereal Tournament. We did the first round. We recorded it myself, the heel husband, Marco Denton, and special guest uh, Michael Jordan Wells, the fig god himself. Uh, we recorded the first the first round last night, and it was so much fun. There was some some close calls, some surprises, some heel turns, uh, a lot of you know a lot of action in that tournament. So I was, I'm excited for you guys to get to hear it. Yeah, so that'll probably be going up on the feed sometime next week once we get done with all the post production. So uh, if you guys aren't yet, you still have time to sign up and become a premium Foley fan member, so you have access to that to get all caught up before we record part two next week. We also want to announce the Pod Foundation. All right, so I'm not going to tell you guys, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there in the podcast game. Sometimes you need a little help from your friends, and we have officially partnered up with the Turnbuckle Tavern, Pyramid Wrestling, and the Extra Cooler Show to form the Pod Foundation. What we are is a uh, you know a loosely affiliated collection of independent wrestling podcasts that we're going to work together uh, and help out with you know promoting each other's shows, really just kind of increasing the reach of our collective platform. And then there's also going to be a lot of uh, you know crossover appearances, like myself and Sheen are going to be appearing on Pyramid Wrestling this week. You never know where you're going to hear Marco popping up. And uh, just a lot of collaboration to try to uh, give you guys the best content possible. So if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to, again, Turnbuckle Tavern, Pyramid Wrestling, and the Extra Cooler Show, wherever you can find podcasts. Uh, Sheena, tell me a little bit about uh, the Pod Foundation. What are you excited for? I'm just excited because I love all these guys and I love all their shows. And I'm super excited. You know, we we kind of wanted to give, you know, a little bit of a little bit of everything. You know, you know, we got Pyramid Wrestling, which is, you know, action figures. They cover all things action figures. We got um, Turnbuckle Tavern. We, we consider him our, our indie pod platform he does like a lot and he does a lot of aew stuff as well the most in-depth aew recaps out there and interviewed uh, impact champion moose this week yeah so that's really cool he's getting a lot he has a lot of interviews that are up on his on his pod so definitely check him out and then you know we i've been huge fan of extra cooler since day one ish um i'm super excited to see him and uh, his survivor series team take off on their podcast and you know they're they're doing great things over there i love their retro recaps um and all their all their fun segments so definitely check them out as well and uh yeah just super excited to collaborate yep and if uh if nothing else comes of it we already got a lit group chat going with uh all kinds of ideas flying around just another good place to talk wrestling so yeah very happy to partner up with these guys and it's going to be a lot of fun and i think it's going to bring a lot of good stuff for the listeners um we are going to do a giveaway this week but to keep you guys in suspense you're going to need to follow uh, Pod Foundation on Instagram and Marco, tell me where they can find you on Twitter. 
Same name, Pod Foundation, right on the uh, Twitter machine. It's uh, yeah, getting a nice following over there. So thank you everyone nice. that's uh, followed the account already, and you know, uh, look, yep. So look follow uh, follow those accounts on Twitter and Instagram, and we're gonna get the details for the uh, the first Pod Foundation giveaway. Uh, coming up later this week. Speaking of action figures, we want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley at ringsidecollectibles.com, the number one source for uh, pro wrestling figures worldwide. Uh, before we get into it, you guys got uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm ready to get inside the squared circle, man. All right. Inside the squared circle is brought to you by Verb Energy. Verb Energy is your 90 calorie clean organic bar um amazing it's got 65 milligrams of caffeine so for all you gamers and wrestling watchers out there you can pop one of these you know before you take on your wednesday night wars well you know we'll talk about it a little bit later but we don't know if the wednesday night wars are even a thing anymore but regardless you can pop your verb energy bar whenever you need a little bit of a boost so yeah definitely check them out there's a link in our bio um, and you can get the starter pack, which is a full bag of bars, any flavor that you want. I love the peppermint mocha and the vanilla latte. They're primo. Um, but they also have a banging cookie butter flavor, too. So you get the full bag of bars and then you get four bonus bars uh, for 12 bucks, which is a super, super good deal. So check them out at the link in our bio and help support the show. And remember, uh, you guys can hit the show notes uh, wherever you listen to this podcast at. Any of our partners that we talk about on the show, we will definitely link to those and have that available for you in our show notes. So Bobby Lashley, a guy who's caught a lot of grief on this podcast for you know the various storylines he's been involved in and just the lack of charisma that he's shown. On Monday night, he won the WWE World Championship, yeah. you know, 15 years after debuting. So this was definitely a long time coming, but he finally made it to the mountaintop. Defeated the Miz, really crushed the Miz, one yeah. of the worst squashes we've ever seen in a championship match. Uh, Marco, what are your thoughts on Bobby Lashley as champion and, and how it all went down against the Miz? Um, I think, uh, you know, everyone that actually watched Raw that night was like kind of surprised that, like, it, it, besides him winning the title, it was a really good show. Um, it kind of reminds you of like the older episodes of Raw where they had that, like, kind of overarching uh, storyline that, like, kept yeah. you going. Yeah, it was kind of woven the throughout show. the entire yeah. episode, yeah. Yeah, they, you haven't seen that in a while. Um, and if they, if they were doing that, you really didn't pay attention to it like this, like this time around. And uh, um, before that, hats off to Miz. Uh, Miz is awesome. I mean, I mean, he says it himself. Just so, you know, <laughs> he faked the stomach ache, stomach cramps. Uh, yeah. Any, anything, anything he could just to get out of that match. And I don't know, I, that was more entertaining than – uh, a lot of the stuff they, that they've been doing on that show just that it just shows that Miz is you know he's he is raw he's like he's a part of that show he's a fixture and uh, I definitely want to see him uh, come back at some point and like you know get get into the main event uh, spot again but uh, yeah speaking yeah. of that moment though when you talk about him, his stomach hurting I just love that like you know Bobby Lashley didn't just wait around in the ring you know what I mean like Bobby Lashley went back there and like you know took care of business he was like oh hell no you you are gonna fight me by the end of the night tonight like you know he, he was not playing around and I kind of like that intensity from you know Bobby Lashley we've kind of seen it building over the last couple of weeks um, and if anybody's given grief to Bobby Lashley on the show it's definitely it's definitely me we call him Bobby Trashley Bobby Trashley yeah, yeah. <laughs> got it. And the got channel it. changer. Yeah, the channel changer, Bobby Trashley. Um, so I've definitely given Bobby Lashley his fair share of, of grief on this show. But I can honestly say when it all went down and he won, I was I was super happy for him. Obviously, I still joke about him, you know, in our Facebook group. I, you know, I call him Turtlehead and everything. <laughs> um, but uh, and I was joking about how, uh, you know, he has the uh, charisma of a rotten apple and whatnot. But I... 
I just, it doesn't matter who it is when you see them in that moment, especially when it's that moment for the first time, like he's like, you know, this, this heel with the hurt business and whatnot, but you could just tell, like, he just felt like a little kid up there. You know, he was, he was trying not to like smile and trying not to cry. And I just thought it was like a really just heartfelt moment. And I love seeing the outpouring of support on like Twitter and social media after the fact of everybody just congratulating him and how, how excited everybody was for him. So that was, that was really cool. So, you know, again, I admittedly have given Bobby Lashley a lot of shit on this show, but I was legitimately happy for him uh, in that moment. And I'm excited to see, you know, what, what comes of this. Very, yeah. very uh, wholesome reaction yeah. uh, from Chick Foley on the, the Bobby Lashley championship <laughs> win. So uh, like Shana said, you know, we want to see what comes next. I think everybody's already penciling in uh, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley for kind of the night one main event of uh, a WrestleMania. We don't know exactly how, um, Drew is gonna gonna get there, but I've had something just stuck in my mind that was a great idea. You know, I try to stay away from the fantasy booking, but I really think that this would be just a super dope idea. If you know, I don't know what they're gonna do if it's gonna be Drew versus Miz or Drew fighting some sort of gauntlet match, but I gotta imagine at Fastlane it's gonna end with Drew McIntyre um, punching his ticket to regain the title at WrestleMania. So picture, you know, Drew stands victorious, Bobby Lashley comes out to confront him. These two guys are going eye to eye, you know, nobody's blinking, and then all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar comes back to insert himself back in the title picture. I didn't see that. He never got the rematch from Mania last year when he lost to Drew. We haven't seen him since then. We know the fans are going to be back. We know it's WrestleMania. To me, it just wouldn't be WrestleMania without Brock. And can you imagine the night one main event of WrestleMania being a uh, a Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar I think triple it, threat match. I think it needs that. I, I mean, yeah. as, as I, I think Drew McIntyre is amazing. Uh, Bobby Lashley, I'm super happy for him. Definitely well-deserved, um, you know, for him to, to hold the title at this point. But, yeah, it need, like, they need a little bit of a boost in the charisma department because, you know, we've seen Drew and it kind of he's kind of – you know, drug on a little bit over this past year. Again, you know, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not, not no shade. I just think it's just been a really weird year in wrestling. And uh, I just think his title reign has been a little less than a little less than stellar. So yeah. I think they definitely need a boost in the, in the energetic department and to bring Brock in would just like change the entire, like, like outlook landscape of the, of the match. And also like Brock versus Bobby would be like insane. You know, yeah, yeah. Bobby Lashley's been on record. You know, he's been chirping about how that's his dream match. He wants to fight Brock at WrestleMania. So we don't even know what the status of Brock is. For all we know, he could turn up on AEW this week. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But I just think that'd be really cool. How, how about you, Marco? What are you seeing in the cards for uh, Bobby Lashley's championship match at WrestleMania? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I have a feeling Miz is going to try to get his way back into WrestleMania somehow. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I don't. I don't think he's 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 out of the race yet. Uh, he, he might have some type of like. You know, clause in his contract that they overlooked, and you know he has to get a free match. No, God, surely not. Something crazy like that. But um, my other thing too is like I'm not sure this is a hot take or not, but uh, I don't want to see Drew McIntyre win at WrestleMania. I don't want to see him win the title. I would like to see Bobby Lashley uh, uh, keep his title, um, only because a lot of people are just like, oh, he needs that WrestleMania moment and all this stuff because the fans are there. It's like, but that moment's gone already. He that that yeah. whole journey he had to get that title the yeah. first feels like he already gone. peaked. Yeah, yeah, it, it already happened. So like you can't like redo it when there's people there. It's like he's in, he's just winning the title. Yeah, back. you he's can't just yeah you can't just replay time. it. 
And, yeah, and I feel like it would take away from Bobby Lashley winning it. Like if they, I, I was kind of shocked that they went ahead and let Bobby Lashley just win it on Raw instead of you know taking it to Fast Lane or taking it to Mania or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I just feel like if they did that, it would it would not mean it would kind of just diminish what he's done if they just let him lose, you know, at Mania. Yeah. yeah. Should be pretty interesting either way. Like I said, Bobby Lashley is definitely getting over in a big way. He's definitely. Uh, this is the most over that he's ever been. The the response online was almost universally positive yeah. to, to his championship. Did you guys win. see Leo Rush? Oh, that was the best one. Yes. Yeah, he's just like, yeah. you know, Lashley, <laughs> Lashley. Even though I hated, I hated that when it was when it was happening on TV, like when he was like doing the bit hit him with the pose. And point yeah, hit him with the pose. Like I hated that so much. But <laughs> it, it did warm my heart a little bit seeing uh Leo Rush, you know, do the Lashley chant, you know, after Lashley won. So yeah, I was I was a little bit nostalgic to that even though I hated it whenever it, uh, it was going on. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we strapped the the rocket to his back. It was about what, maybe like eight or nine weeks ago, Marco, and we both listened to his interview on uh, After the Bell with Corey Graves yeah. and talked about how yeah. much charisma he showed and, you know, maybe he's really turned a corner. So, you know, once again, uh, he got he got the Chick Foley rub and uh, now he's at the mountaintop. So mm-hmm. congrats to Bobby Lashley. Look forward to seeing what he does over the rest of Mania season. We saw two giant, see what I did there, debuts on AEW this week with the big wow. show and Shaq both making their first appearance. Uh, Sheena, who were you more impressed by? I mean, I definitely think I, I was more impressed by Shaq. I mean, Shaq taking that bump on the outside through those tables. I mean, that was a pretty big spot for a guy as old and as big as Shaq. Um, <laughs> so I thought I thought that was pretty impressive. You know, Big Show came. Well, Big Paul, Paul. It sounds so weird. Paul came with the with the dad jokes. You know, I just he's like, "Did you guys see that turn coming?" And he was wearing a shirt that said "No more BS." I was like, "Oh, Big Show, <laughs> like this is so this is such a dad thing," you know. Um, but yeah, he was giving off some hints. He's got the scoop, which was kind of interesting. You know, he was he left us all hanging, saying he knew somebody was going to come uh, be signed on AEW, and we weren't going to know until Sunday. So, who do you think it's going to be? Well, I don't know. I mean, he was dropping some Easter eggs or maybe he just effed it up. But he said he said evolution. He didn't call the pay-per-view revolution. He said evolution, which makes me wonder, could it be Batista? You know, that would I mean, that would be insane. Can you imagine if Batista came to AEW? I think I'm on board with Marco. We were talking for the show. We both we both think it was a botch. But she is a hardcore conspiracy theorist. So nothing's ever an accident in her mind. There's <laughs> yeah. a reason he said evolution. There's a yeah. reason he said evolution and not revolution. I mean, you think he just botched it on his like, oh, I guess he could have. You yeah, know, he's live TV. He's probably a little bit nervous. True. Um, I don't know. Marco's talking about how CM Punk came out and said that it wasn't it definitely wasn't going to be him. So, I mean, but I mean, yeah. that doesn't mean anything in the world of wrestling, you know? Yeah, it's not going to be CM Punk. It's not going to be Brock Lesnar. I've told you guys before, if it's ever a like mystery man or something like that in wrestling, uh, 99% of the time you're going to be let down. Yeah. I would yeah. definitely expect to be let down on this because here's the thing. I remember these AEW pay-per-views are, well, they're forty nine ninety five, right? Yeah. Yeah. 50 bucks. So they're not going to have you spending 50 bucks on a, on a uh, you know, on, on a mystery guy that's going to sell tickets. They know if it's somebody like CM Punk or Brock Lesnar, if they say they're showing up Sunday, people will pay money to uh, to see that's those true. guys. Yeah, yeah, so that's true. Uh, they're hoping they can catch a few marks. You know, I, I hate that word, but that's really what they're looking for here to we, uh, we use marks very lovingly. On, right. You know, I mean, like they're looking for legit marks. It would be like, oh, I got to pay because I think it's going to be somebody yeah. major coming out. We've seen it before. I mean. The freaking big show. They could have let that be a surprise, but they announced it. If it's somebody that they think can definitely bring eyeballs um, to the show just by being there, 
they're going to announce it ahead of time. That's just mm-hmm. the way of the world nowadays. And I think it's kind of a necessity for WWE and AEW because they're it. competing with so many different forms of entertainment. If you got a chance to grab another couple hundred thousand uh, sets of eyeballs by announcing somebody ahead of time, yeah. you got to do it. It'd be almost borderline irresponsible to let it say, be saved for a mystery uh, person. Now, that's not to say this can't be somebody that's totally fun. You know, I, I think it's definitely going to be somebody good. And if they're in AEW, I'm sure they'll be doing something pretty cool because really everybody besides – I think Miro, I've enjoyed what they've done once they show up in AEW if they're coming over from uh, from WWE. So I don't know. I really don't have a guess on this. I think it's going to be somebody totally random that we could never see coming. Um, again, I was thinking Kurt Angle just because we obviously know that he's in cahoots with Conrad now. And Conrad's, I don't know if he's on the payroll, but he's definitely closely affiliated with AEW. Uh, Marco, what, what's your guess at this point? Yeah, I think that, that, was, that was my guess. It was probably Kurt Angle. Uh, definitely not Brock Lesnar. I don't think that's. I don't think he's showing up. Just just by the announcement too, like, you know, the way he said it, it didn't sound like it was gonna be. It's not who you think it is, like that type of thing. Yeah, he so, said it's not who you think it is. I'm like, well, who do you think I think it is? Because I have no idea. <laughs> people can think it's. I mean, I've been. I've seen people saying it's Undertaker. Like he might pop up, and he's, no, he hasn't. He's still no signed. Way. There is no way. Yeah, no. I mean, this. You know, this. I, I mean, who knows? I don't know. It, it could happen. You know, Renee Young, she might show up. I don't know. Um, yeah, is she Hall of Fame worthy though. I mean, yeah, he said yeah. he said he said Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, also, true. she's pregnant. I don't think she's gonna be bringing her pregnant butt to a you know via arena satellite. with a bunch of people. You know, oh yeah, via satellite. That old would be school, exciting. Old school rock when he was a Hollywood via for satellite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know it had been talked about a couple years back in uh, in WWE. We thought we might see it at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando, but Big Show versus Shaq. That's been a match they've been wanting to do for a uh, for a while now. Um, do you guys think we're going to see that match in AEW in 2021? Oh god, that'd be like that'd be like one of the Saudi botch matches. I feel like that that's just a recipe for disaster. The Big yeah. Show versus Shaq. I agree. Definitely I think you can make it match. fun if you uh, – you'd have to definitely have some hijinks. Yeah, like you said, a tag match or create some sort of situation where you got like three or four of the wrestlers that are involved in yeah, it doing run-ins and stuff. To, you got to have all the all the shenanigans and stuff involved. I think it could be a fun match, though. Shaq's an entertaining dude. And it can be fun, but Big the way Show you presented still, it was like Big Show versus Shaq, and nobody wants to see that. I'm sorry. Like nobody wants to see just, just those two go head-to-head. Yeah. No. Okay. So we're not gonna. So she doesn't want to see Big Show and Shaq in a sixty-minute Iron Man match. But yeah, uh, yeah I'd be down <laughs> to see it happen. I, I think it could be fun. And I don't think we've seen the last of uh, of Shaq in a wrestling ring. He's got to come back at some point and get his uh, payback on Cody. Yeah. All right, it's time for the weekly beverage break. Marco, what are you drinking on this week? Uh, taking it easy tonight, sipping it on, sipping on that uh, 19 Crimes. Oh, the, the Snoop, the Snoop keeping Wiz. it smooth. Yeah, yeah. some Snoop Wizard for shizzle. <laughs> uh, I can see, I can feel Seth shaking his head. Yeah, yeah. Seth is rolling his eyes right so now, hard. Yeah. He doesn't know about that rizzle. <laughs> that yeah. red whizzle. The red whizzle. For shizzle. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I love you, Marco. Shana, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the Virginia Beer Company Liquid Escape. So it's a tart ale brewed with lemongrass and Australian sea salt. Um, it is good. It's 4.4% uh, alcohol by volume. Uh, yeah, good shit, man. It is citrusy and delicious, refreshing. 
All right. She was keeping it local. I'm still drinking the official beer of the Chick Foley show, Miller Lite. All right. Moving on. We saw some social media beef this week. Uh, you know, Randy Orton probably thought that having an opponent that he literally had to set on fire to get rid of was going to be the most challenging thing that he dealt with, uh, you know, in this season of life. But then out of nowhere. Freaking soldier boy, time travels straight out of 2007 to come back and talk shit to Randy Orton on Twitter. And Randy Orton snapped back. And he yeah. snapped back hard. We, he went full Viper mode. He had like a four-tweet combo at like 3 o'clock in the morning, which hats off to Randy Orton for, you know, having the energy and the, the uh, you know, the, the, the mental awareness to, uh, to drop these bombs on Soldier Boy on Twitter. Really just owned him. Um, yeah. Totally punked him out. What, what do you guys think, Marco? Are we going to see Soldier Boy show up in a WWE ring? <laughs> I mean, that, that, that actually, that'd be pretty amazing if that happened, if he, uh, if he did show up. Uh, at WrestleMania or something like that, just like unannounced or something. But uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was pretty. Uh, uh, we're not gonna repeat what Randy Orton said because those those uh, he was a uh, it was a it was a uh, it was. We'll say it's, there, uh, wasn't it's too, not, it's, there wasn't too many expletives, right? From what I from what I read, it was they they uh, they xed out prick, which I didn't know prick was like a curse word. Well, I didn't know the, it was he like said you know, MFR and all this stuff. So like, why they blocked that out? <laughs> he, he's yeah, using like, know, other right? words too, but. Uh, the, the funny thing is, I was reading a lot of things where, like, uh, there was a lot of memes saying, like, Randy Orton uh, talking crap to Soldier Boy and no rappers coming to his defense at all because it's Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. People are like, I mean, people, I mean, Randy Orton, we talked about this before on the show. Like, Randy Orton's like, he's he's viral. He's the RKO. Is, yeah, like, everyone he's knows the coolest, what the RKO man. is. Yeah. yeah, like, if you don't know who Randy Orton is, you know what RKO is because it's on YouTube, it's, it's everywhere, it's in memes. Rappers rap it and all this stuff. So yeah, Two Chains yeah. did it recently in his video. So like, uh, Soldier Boy, he he, that was like a a lose lose for him, like going against Randy Orton in that sense. I mean, yeah, he and not to back, uh, you know, yeah, not to mention that you know, we Randy Orton seems like average size because we see him in the WWE ring all the time. But Randy Orton's a freaking giant, man. You know, the dude's six yeah. four. 250 pounds um aside from you know like shine and bobby schmurder most of these rappers aren't really gangsters like they're just musicians yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't want that smoke you know what i mean Randy uh, Orton would Bow-Wow, slap the shit out of soldier Bow-Wow Bow-Wow got involved too he's he's trying to you know make himself relevant again he says you know the thing is they call uh we call our own shots and work for ourselves they gotta check in with their boss in order to make things happen at triple h we ready to fight yeah oh, uh bow has been talking smack for like the last month trying to get on i think he saw how much Buzz, uh, Bad Party Bunny got from when he yeah. uh, showed up at the Royal Rumble and stuff, and now Bow Wow's trying to get involved with that. I don't think it's going to happen though. The, no. the Soldier Boy and uh, Randy Orton feud was a little bit more organic, uh, but I thought that was pretty funny. I was just totally random. I woke up on whatever that was <laughs> Tuesday morning or Wednesday yeah. morning to see Randy Orton's number one trending topic, and he gets in this random uh, Twitter feud with Soldier Boy. So there's definitely a story straight out of 2021. You know, just these two random celebrities. Get into it on social media in the middle of the freaking night, which if actually makes it even better. The uh, the gift game and the the meme game for this is insane. Like it's so good. So definitely <laughs> like Google it and just like look at all the different um, the different tweets and stuff. They're freaking hilarious, man. Oh, all right, we got a takeover quality episode of NXT coming next week. Two huge championship matches. Io Shirai is going to be defending the women's championship against Tony Storm in a 
rematch of the finals from the second May Young Classic. And Finn Balor is going to be defending the NXT Championship against Adam Cole. Uh, Sheena, which one of these two matches are you more excited for? I don't know. This is going to be this is going to be a freaking banger, dude. Um, I think I'm going to go with EO and Tony because I, I went out on a limb and said that Tony was going to be EO last week, and I'm excited to see if I was right. <laughs> so I am. Um, I'm, I think I'm more pumped for EO versus versus my girl Tony. How about you, Marco? Yeah, same here. Um, I think there's going to be some shenanigans happening in the. Uh, Finn Balor, Adam Cole match. So yeah, same. That might there's, not too be, many, uh, there's too many sideline players involved in that one yeah. between Karrion Cross and the Undisputed Era. Like, yeah, there's gonna something's going down in that one. I think EO and Tony is just going to be a straight up match. So it should be and pretty I, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, I, th- I think if I, I, I think I'm going to change my answer. I think uh, I think I'm with Sheen on this. I think Tony Storm actually Whoa. might win next week only because um, it ha- Bobby Lashley won on on Raw. Um, yeah, and we thought that wouldn't be happen and. Um, and it's there's there's rumors that there are no NXT matches happening at WrestleMania, no championship matches. At well, all. did so you he, see? Did you guys see that when people went in to cancel their subscription, it was like um, you're going to be losing. Like, apparently, there is a yeah, NXT takeover, takeover that is Thursday night before Mania. Thursday night, yeah. So they're before actually going to yeah. be, you know, well, I don't. I mean, they haven't announced it yet, but it's like an unnamed takeover um, on April eighth. So yeah, I mean, there's not yeah. going to be any. NXT matches at Mania, but looks like we're going to get a takeover on the Thursday night before Mania. So I'm I'm here for that. I think yeah. that's going to be awesome. That'd be smart because um, Fastlane is going to be available on Peacock and WWE Network. Um, but as of right now, WrestleMania is going to be the first event that's available exclusively on Peacock. It'd be a good idea to run that takeover the Thursday before, if yeah. nothing else, just to do a uh, you know a little systems test, make sure everything's good to go, so they can work out any kinks. If you guys remember, when Dude, they, there's going to be a riot if they mess up. The mania, the mania stream. Yeah, when the original yeah. uh, WWE Network debuted, the first live event was actually uh, the first NXT Takeover. It wasn't, um, it, it wasn't Mania, you know. So mm-hmm. I think they did something similar. So that that's why I think we're, we've seen the late edition of the Takeover card. Um, so both of you guys picking Tony Storm. Uh, do you both think that Finn Balor is gonna gonna keep the championship one way or another? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think you know I don't know if it's necessarily going to win, but I, I see this matching in some sort of schmas between all the different people um, involved in this picture right now. I just don't see us getting to a uh, a clean finish. All right, and keeping keeping with NXT, there are reports that shortly after WrestleMania, it's going to be moving to uh, Tuesday night. Marco, what do you think of this move? I think it's a actually really good move because uh, it's really, I mean. I've come to the point where I just watch AEW on Wednesdays and then pick up Same. NXT like later in the night or the next morning where they have the clips mm-hmm. up on YouTube. Um, I know uh, AEW does that as well, but they put their clips up a little bit later. They're not as fast as uh, WWE. Yeah, with that, the WWE YouTube game is on point. I think as good as NXT is, AEW just got a little bit more of like an unpredictable feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I don't yeah. know what I'm going to see each Wednesday night. Whereas NXT, I kind of got a decent idea of what I'm going to be seeing. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I, I like the move. I mean... It's it's more wrestling to watch every every night of the week. So I mean, it's actually uh, there's a lot there's a lot of shows on uh, on Tuesday. You have uh, you have Impact. You have I believe NWA is coming back that night too as well. Uh, when they when they're after their pay per view. Um, so I mean, good night of wrestling on Tuesday. If anything, um, I know it's 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 kind of weird. It's like oh they're moving because maybe because they lost or. The, I don't. Even, I don't think there was really a Wednesday night war to begin with. I think it was just like a. You took the words like, out of my mouth, man. Yeah, just trying to rehash what happened back in uh in the uh late nineties and like you can't you can't reclaim that magic. That was like a legit like a, like a back and forth like 
we're going to war. Like we're giving away results. We're doing all this like slimy stuff just to get one over on the competition. They well, weren't really doing now, that on Wednesdays. Everybody, everybody now has like five screens at their, you know, yeah, at, at their yeah. fingertips all the yeah, time. Back in the DVR day, it was, also, it yeah. was legitimately, yeah, you could DVR now too. Like, yeah, back in the day, um, you know, you literally yeah, had to change, change the channel back and forth. You know yeah. what I mean? Or you were, you were watching it in one room or, you know, watching the other one in another room. So, yeah, yeah there really was a war going on for ratings. But, yeah, now it's, I mean, very few people watch things in real time anymore. And like we've talked about before. So, really – yeah, it's it's not really a war like it was back yeah. in the day for sure. I definitely like having Wednesday night consolidated as like my Same. one night where I really Me had to watch too. live wrestling. So, oh, well, I'm never going to complain about making it easier to catch all the wrestling I want to catch. Do you but, think uh, it'll go back though? Because I would think the main reason that they went to that they're going to Tuesday is because USA is picking up hockey. So it's like you know they don't want to be competing with that slot. You know they they prioritized yeah. hockey over wrestling so i mean could they right, go back but i think they're going to see the increased numbers that it gets because they're not going to be competing against all, what is a lot of like the same audience um so i think after they see that numbers boost i think they'll keep it on tuesday because mm-hmm. yeah. again I, like marco said i really don't think it was a war to begin with you know if it was really a war um they would have put smackdown on wednesday night or moved raw to wednesday night or something they wouldn't have yeah. done their developmental brand on there um but yeah it's definitely the end of an era you know nxt has been on wednesday for a very very long time really yeah. since it started since the wb network came out so yeah no more nxt wednesday it's now going to tuesday it'll definitely be an adjustment uh for us but hey another night of wrestling throughout the week yay ladies and gentlemen uh, let's get ready to rumble all right, it's that time. We got another pay-per-view this weekend, and Marco is going to be defending the Chick Foley Show Prediction Championship against Sheena once again. Marco's been holding down the belt since November. He's the uh, not the, he's undefeated in 2021, but he's definitely the reigning and defending undisputed champion. Uh, so we're going to kick it off with the Revolution predictions, and we'll kind of give a little bit of analysis on the show as we go. Let's start off with a tag team match, Rio and Thunder Rosa against Dr. Britt Baker and Rebel. Marco, what's your pick? This one's kind of tough. Uh, Coin toss, man. Could go yeah, either this way. Is, this is, this, yeah, this could literally go either way. I'm going to go. And this is on the buy-in. Yeah, it's not even on the main card. I'm going to go Rio and Thunder Rosa over Britt Baker and Rebel. I don't know why. I just I just feel that they're – I mean, Rio just came back. She's not in the – obviously, she's not in that uh, tournament for the championship. So um, – and she's one of their major um, women over there in the, mm-hmm. in the forefront. So – and Thunder Rosa is pretty you much – get a figure so far. Yeah. And Thunder Rosa is pretty much like they're one of their – another one of the one of the favorites over there. Uh, so I'm going to go with them they too. Love, they love face paint in AEW. It's oh, yeah, thing. they do. Yeah. It's great. Um, I'm going with Rio and Thunder Rosa too. I think they're they're gonna strap the rocket to Thunder Rosa, um, and uh, she's gonna she's gonna get a title shot sooner rather than later. Yeah. All right. So both picking the same on that. Let's go to the casino tag team battle royale. All right. Let me let me pull this up and see who all is even in this thing. This is okay. The casino tag team battle royale. Oh man, I think I'm gonna go with these things are always a freaking toss up. Yeah, especially I think tag I'm gonna teams. go. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Santana and Ortiz. Okay, uh, little inner, inner circle action. I dig it, Marco. Yeah. Who's your pick? Uh, 
you look at the list again, let's see. Um, it's a total crapshoot. None of these teams have really established a ton of momentum going into it. Yeah. True. Very, very true. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, the safe, the safe, I could, uh, that's, I mean, you could go dark order too on that as well. Yeah, this is, a, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, you know, top notch. What's even the, what's thing. even the, the thing, like, what's the, prize for winning this uh an aw tag team championship opportunity okay so yeah i mean there's some pretty high stakes on this thing um, uh, so you have two dark orders in there you have both dark order tag teams in they there got 20, they got a 20 uh, percent chance of winning wrestle yeah. math uh how do you yeah is this is this like some like thing at the end like do they get like a title shot or yeah, 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 the yeah, winning yeah. team get the winning team gets a tag team title shot. Some undetermined point in the future. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with proud and powerful as well. I think. Okay, it would be cool because what if uh, what if MJF and uh, Chris Jericho upset the Bucks, dude, and then we That's got Santana and, or- Santana and Ortiz could come in and you know have a match against them because yeah. we know, we all know the uh, you know all the discontent in the inner circle so i think that can make for an interesting story yeah i think this was a crapshoot anybody could win uh you know death triangle would make for a good match uh seeing uh, penta and Pac win Uh, me personally i'm rooting for the varsity blondes i'm a huge fan of brian tillman jr i think that dude's a superstar uh just waiting to happen so i you know give him a little run uh in 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 the like top of the tag team scene before they uh they split up and he can go solo and really show what he can do but that should definitely be a fun, entertaining match. I imagine that's probably going to be the first match on the main show. Um, some more tag team action. We got Miro and Kip Sabian going up against the best friends, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Marco, who's your pick? I'm going to go with, uh, let's see. I'm going to go with the best friends or two-thirds of the best friends. Two-thirds of the best friends. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can see Trent uh, limp out, you know, and, uh, yeah, I think he's and making get some return. interference in. I don't yeah. think so. I think he's still out for uh, for quite a while. I don't know. Um, he can hobble out there and cause some, cause some ruckus. Yeah. He can, he can do yeah, some wrestling. Just, you can work around it. That's true. Yeah, you could just use your, you know, cast or crutches as weapons. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I could see that. Um, I'm going to go with um, – Miro and Kip Sabian to win this one. I think, I think they, cause you know, they got vested by, uh, you know, Chuck and orange the last time. So I think, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Miro needs some momentum, dude. He's, he's done really nothing except for be Kip Sabian's best man since he's got to AEW. So I think he needs, a, he needs a win and he needs to kind of break away from, from this Kip Sabian drama that he's been in this wedding storyline that he's been a part of. He loves those things. So you need to move on. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't, I haven't loved the way they presented him either. It's more of like a comedy character, which it's cool because, you know, Rusev from Merrill, whatever you call him, he is a very funny dude. But I think the guy could be like a Bobby Lashley type, you know, with just that yeah. that raw aggression and how powerful he is. He's got a really unique, um, like, body style and stuff as far as uh, as pro wrestlers go. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, th- I kind of agree with Sheena. He's definitely in need of a signature moment in AEW, and I think he could get it by making uh, Orange Cassidy or Chuck Taylor tap out. On yeah. Sunday night, and he is—he can be a badass character, like you said. He is funny, but they take advantage of that. And I think, you know, like think about WrestleMania 31. I mean, how how just, came out on a tank? He came out on a tank. I will never like that was so badass. You know, I mean, he was just like, 
you know, as over as Rover, dude. And uh, still got laid down by John Cena. And still though. got laid down by John Cena. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, but yeah, he needs to go back to the the Bulgarian brute type of uh, type of gimmick for sure. All right. Yeah. Up next, we got a match that I think's got a chance to really steal the show: the Face of the Revolution ladder match. So this is a six man ladder match with the winner receiving a shot at the TNT Championship. It's going to be Cody Rhodes versus Scorpio Sky versus Pentagon versus Lance Archer versus Max Caster versus the ever-formidable mystery opponent. Marco, you're up first. Oh, boy. <laughs> when they do, I think we did this, did we yeah. do this last time. And yeah, there was a mystery opponent last time, yeah. It was, Brian, it was Brian Cage, right? He was the mystery guy and ended up winning the, uh, the ladder match or whatever that was. It was like that chip on the... Pole oh, yeah, chip match. on a pole match. Yeah, yes. whatever that was. Casino yeah. chip on a pole ladder match. Um, man, this is another toss-up because there's some some people I want to win that I think I do for, for a win at some point. But I think I'm going to go with the TBA on this one because oh, it's always wow. a good pick. Yeah, mystery it's, opponents yeah. always got a good chance of winning in matches like with, these. Gonna, yeah, that's a high percentage. It's like a – what would you call it, like a 60% chance of winning? Uh, uh, I'd go 40, 45. I'm thinking <laughs> right, 45. That's, that's what my that's, kayfabe stats are telling me. Don't ask that's me. I, I don't like math. Yeah, so TBA. Um, go with TBA. Okay. And do you, got, do, you, do you want to venture a guess for who TBA is going to be? It is, <sighs> it's, so Tony Khan said the TBA is not the same person that Big Show is talking about. So we're going to get two yeah. reveals on Sunday. Uh, I couldn't even. Only, only person I could think of because – they're not uh, working with New Japan right now is uh, Marty Skrull, but I don't think that's going to happen either. I don't know. Uh, he, because he, 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 the reason why he's not, around his, yeah. yeah the, well, the reason why he's not with New Japan is because the outpouring of everybody. There was a lot, uh, yeah, was a lot of people so, that were pissed about him being on the, the taping. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who's, I, I have honestly no clue who the TBA is. I just know they better win. That's all. Gina, who's your pick? I'm going to go with Penta. I would love to see Penta go up um, against Darby for the TNT championship. Yeah. I think seeing him in singles competition would just be, like, insane. And I'm, I, I think it would be awesome. So I'm, I'm pulling for Penta just because I want to personally see it. All right. So Marco's going TBA. Sheen's going Penta. I think Lance Archer's actually going to win. You know, he looked awesome yeah, in the last, the last big match yeah. he had in that tag team with Mox. He looked awesome. He's got a ton of momentum. And I'll double down and say that he's going to win, and then he's going to beat Darby and be TNT champion. The guy's steadily yeah. improved since he's been there. Uh, he's got Jake the Snake with him helping out. And, yeah, I think it's Lance Archer's time. So I think we're going to see a little run out of him. So that's my pick. Uh, we'll move on to the next match, the money match. Winner gets the uh, loser's first quarter Q1 earnings. earnings plus merch sales. Big money. Matt Hardy <laughs> going up against one of the Chick Foley Show favorites, the Hangman. Adam Page, Sheena, who's your pick? I got, I got to go with the Hangman, dude. I, I just yeah. don't see any, any way that this is going to go in Matt Hardy's favor. Um, something's going to happen, and you know the Hangman's either going to come out and just kick his ass, or um, maybe the Dark Order comes in and helps, uh, helps Hangman get the, get the W. All right, Marco. Yeah, that, that, yeah, it's Adam Page. He's definitely big money. Matt has enough money to. To spare for that those quarter earnings, so uh, yeah, yeah Adam, Adam Page is winning this match. I loved uh, Matt Hardy. It was such an awesome heel move when Matt Hardy just dunked on uh, on was it Ortiz or Santana that was tweeting about how special it was having their first action figure or whatever. Um, I forget which one it was, but they showed 
you know, they tweeted about how cool it was to have their daughter play with their action figure. And then Matt Hardy tweets out his uh, unrivaled Series 4 figure and says, this is my two, the 238th action figure. <laughs> There's nothing special about it because I'm, you know, just that big of a star. It's just another thing that's happened in my career. Oh, my and they're God. just like, God, dude. Because awesome. yeah, he's, yeah, dude, he's like really feuding with those guys. It was just, yeah, it was such a dick move. But uh, it was good, you know. Matt, Matt Hardy, even though he's definitely lost, you know, a step or three, in the ring over the last couple of years, he knows his character and he knows how to work, whether he's supposed to be a, a baby face, get a ton of sympathy or a heel that you want to see just get their face punched in. Um, hats off to Matt Hardy. You know, we said all the time about both the Hardy boys. They've, they've got, they got over and then they have stayed over for 20 plus years. Yeah. Really, oh, yeah. you know, legends in the game. And I, sometimes I think they don't even really get to do that. They deserve for just how revolutionary they've been. All that being said though, I, I agree with you guys hundred percent. Adam Page still going over. I still think long-term Adam Page is going to be the biggest star in AEW. Unlimited potential. He's got the look. He's got the uh, in-ring ability, and he's got the charisma. And Matt Hardy's going to be just another step on the road for him to finally become AEW champion, which I still think is going to happen in uh, 2021. All right, let's go to the next match, the AEW Women's Championship. I'm really uh, interested to get Sheena's take on this. I know she's got some really in-depth analysis on this match. We're going to see Hikaru Shida defending against... Ryu Mizunami. So this is basically, this is AEW's women's division in a nutshell. They put this women's championship, they got Hukaru Shida, you know, longest reigning uh, champion in AEW history uh, against this person who I have no idea who she is. She went through the Eliminator tournament or whatever they freaking called it. What a a letdown that tournament was also. Remember when that tournament was announced, we talked on the show how this was a good chance to kind of hit the reset yeah. button on the, yeah. on the women's um, division and kind of develop some characters and some stories. It was, and wet it fart was of the nothing. Month. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a wet fart. Um, and it, I just like, I could not care less about this match. I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm sure there's going to be some great in-ring action, but I'm here for the storyline. I'm here for the storytelling. I love a good rival. Zero emotional investment. Yeah. If I wanted to watch this shit, I would just watch UFC on Saturday. You know what I mean? Like just two people I don't really care about just knock, knocking each other's block off. You know what I mean? Like that's, I want to know, I want an emotional connection with these characters. And I have like, I couldn't tell you one thing. Sadly, I couldn't tell you one thing about, uh, Ryo Mizunami. I'm sure she's great. Don't come at me. Don't, don't, you know, all the indie stars. Dave Meltzer is canceling Chick Foley right now. (laughs) Don't, yeah, don't, don't hate on me, but let's, let's be real here. Um, This is like, you know, a big, a big money, like we're paying for this. You know what I mean? Like this isn't a free episode of Dynamite. This is something that we're shelling out 50 bucks to watch. And the best they could come up with for the longest reigning champion, not just longest reigning women's champion, longest reigning champion, and AEW uh, is Ryo Mizun- Mizunami. Like, I mean, I think she, she is definitely going to retain, but I'll probably be, you know, refilling my plate or drink or something during this during this match. <laughs> All right, Marco, what's your pick? Tell <laughs> uh, yeah, us no, how excited you are for this match. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much like summed it all up as as much as you could, but yeah, no, definitely Sheeta is uh, retaining. Um, I also think like you know, I'm not sure. I think Kenny Omega, he's so um, like in charge, he's in of, charge of this, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, he he's lost sight of it ever since he's become the champ. He's like, yeah, eh, he never had sight of it. Screw it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's I very mean, true. Yeah. I think he's also like you know they're trying to introduce you know 
the American audience to, you know, the the talent that they do have over in Japan and stuff like that, which which I Who do cares? like. Who cares? I, I, I it's not. That's not their job. <laughs> and we're down for Japanese talent. Like, dude, yeah. I love Okada. You know, Kenta coming to AEW was yeah. freaking awesome, you know? Yeah, but, there's a you know, history you there. You still got to give us a story. The best Japanese wrestlers, look at Okada. You know what I mean? Like, I've never heard him say a word in English. All I've seen him wrestle, all I've, do, all I've seen him do is wrestle. But the dude has so much charisma that he's already over with me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. his facial expressions, the, the way he moves, the way he wrestles. Um, just heads off. Look at Shinsuke Nakamura. We ha- we never yes. heard him cut a promo. Yes. He's, most people, his match against Sami Zayn at TakeOver Dallas back in 2016, it was the first time they've seen him wrestle. And he couldn't have been any more over after that. So yeah. it's not about the language barrier or anything. It's just about presenting these guys in a way that allows it's them meaningful. to shine. Yeah. yeah. They just roll these guys out like it's, you know, matches on WWE 2K or something, you know? And they, yeah. and they build up, you know, commentary is going to make, you know, Mizunami seem like she's just like this badass, like could, could take down Hikaru Shida. And I'm like, I don't believe you. You know, like I have, I have zero confidence that, you know, this chick is going to come in and dethrone Hikaru Shida. You know, yeah. like, but they're going to make it seem like we should know who the hell this is and like why this is important. Um, yeah, that, which to me is just like, yeah, like they're just yeah, they're just making they're just making this up at this point. You know, and I, yeah, and I get it. Yeah, like I said, it's you know they you know they want to introduce the you know the talent uh, from overseas and you know use AEW as a platform to do so, but they they are going about it the wrong way. As in, like you guys said, they need to build up. You know, the they need to build them up and get us. You know, used to the seeing these faces and seeing these talents in the ring before anything. Um, yeah, yeah, just I mean, make think- just make women's wrestling interesting in AEW. Like, I mean, I don't understand how WWE and I mean, and they have they have the talent. You know what I mean? It's not that they're like lacking talent, but WWE and NXT both have women's divisions that are just like insane. And you yeah. like they literally are main event level talent and then you have your AEW's women's champion is going up against at at your pay-per-view which AEW only has like what like three pay-per-views four pay-per-views a year it's like five it's like a handful a handful of pay-per-views a year whereas WWE has a new pay-per-view every month so they only have a handful of pay-per-views a year and this is the women's championship that you're giving us on paid television like that it's just to me, I'm like, I would be insulted if I was Sheeta. The you stuff know? they're doing, yeah. the, well, I mean, since we're on it, we might as well go and continue to dogpile at AEW's women's division. <laughs> the stuff they're doing is what killed the WWF women division back in the early 90s and then the WCW women division in the mid in the mid 90s, um, both involving my girl, Alundra Blaze, aka Medusa. What they would do is they picked one female that was over, which again, in WWF, she was known as Alundra Blaze, and WCW was Medusa. And then they never developed anybody to go against them. They would just bring in these random Japanese superstars, which in the Japanese style, you know, the Joshi style, they're, they're over. You know what I mean? They're big stars in Japan, and they cater to the Japanese audience and what they want to see presented. But the American, you know, WWF and WCW weren't putting any effort at all into um, either a tweaking the presentation of them, or at least, or presenting them in a way that appeals to the American wrestling audience. And that's what's happened to this. And there's just there's absolutely zero buzz about this match. You know, I listen to like eight or nine different wrestling podcasts throughout the week, and I haven't heard any of them talk about how excited they are to see the AEW Women's Championship defended uh, on this pay per view coming up. And like Sheena said, when you only have a handful of pay per views a year, that's just you know it's not acceptable. Like no. straight yeah, up, yeah. they owe it to the women on their roster to do better. Yeah, like yeah, we're more we're more excited about an Adam Page Matt Hardy money match that like you know what I mean that is like completely made up with zero like championship stakes. Like yeah. we're so hyped for that, and then you have a women's title on the line, and we're like, 
Yeah, and again, yeah. For, you know, for the smarts out there, we're not shitting on the the women on the roster. They're very talented, and it's going to be an awesome match. It's just about the presentation. I mean, yeah. Marco, what, what what's your thoughts, man? Yeah, I think so. So what I think too is what they can do is I I think I think the idea where like WWE set the bar so high with with uh, with the women's division and the like the deep roster that they have uh, with the mm-hmm. with the women's division that like I think maybe AEW is trying to go that route with, like just have a bunch of like women come in and do all this type of stuff. But I don't, I think they could actually just, you know, just invest in who they have and do like long storm, uh, long, long form storytelling. So like, you know, you have, you, you have, um, you have Thunder Rosa and, and Riho and, and Britt Baker and, and, um, and, uh, who else? Uh, who Rebel. Else <laughs> Rebel yeah, and, um, and, uh, Nyla Rose. Like you have all them just keep that core and just have like a, ongoing storyline or a cross-sectional storyline with just them. Like, you don't have to keep on bringing in a bunch of different women that we have no clue about, like you guys kind of said. Just use yeah. the women you have there and kind of just have them, like, have, like, crossover storylines. Like, you can have a feud with two of them, but, like, one of them can, uh, you know, have, like, a, maybe, like, a history with that, with one of the one of the people or one of the women there. And, you know, they could, they could do it that yeah, way. They don't have just, to have the deep roster to, like, to compete with WWE. They can just they take what they have there. Any, like, so they, in the in the years, how long? The year, two years, year and a half? AEW's been yeah. out, like, two years and change. Two years, so, yeah, yeah, two years. In the two years, they have not developed any meaningful storyline rivalries between For any us. of their women. Like can exactly. you like what what's the That's biggest what what's the biggest rivalry that we had? Like the biggest one we had was Brandy coming out cutting that promo on uh, Jade Cargill. And we know that was the most cringe <laughs> thing of all time. Yeah. And so we didn't we didn't even get any resolution to that because then Brandy went and got knocked up, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, like it's a yeah. It's, it's it's ridiculous, dude. Yeah, Again, Abaddon, I, we didn't mean to go too. off on it. Yeah, Abaddon. Yeah, Abaddon's which, around. Like where is she? Like like you have all these like like I said, you have all these core like AEW ladies like. That you could just do, like I said, cross-sectional storylines, like, and have like have have them have feuds, but they can all like interact with each other in a way where the, now you can, if if that feud's over, now they can start off in another feud because something well, yeah, happened. Yeah, and they brought in, in the two women. Else and, yeah, they brought in two women: the uh, red velvet chick, and then the um, oh my uh, gosh, Jade, Jade Cargill, yeah. and uh, they put them in a men's storyline you know i'm like why don't you just why don't you build your women's division don't put these women in men's storylines like work on building your core foundation of women's wrestlers that are gonna like carry you through which they're clearly they don't care you know i mean they're not they're not listening to us they don't it's definitely the biggest like you know l that they have on their record so far is our women's division because honestly i forget about it you know what i mean like until we do these prediction sections like or until you know they just pop up on a random segment on on wednesday nights i, I totally forget about the women's division in AEW. so 100 eventually you kind of just is what it is so I, I, and yeah. we're gonna have to accept it but yeah after two years of complaining about it we should probably just accept that it's not gonna change so we'll accept <laughs> it and we'll move on all right we're into the three biggest matches of the show we'll start off with the street fight the tag team match darby allen and the vigilante sting going up against team taz marco what's your pick Ooh, um, you gotta go Darby and Sting, right? I think that's that's my pick. Mm, Sting lost uh, his debut in a new organization the last time. Well, that was yeah. well, that was because he was against somebody that is notorious for doing that. So when I'm not gonna use that. That was a different organization, a different universe. As yeah, if you say. Um, so yeah, no, he's Darby. You know, he's he's a champ. He's a TNT champ. 
I don't see him losing. Um, I don't see Sting losing on his debut with Darby Allen. So I'm going with the. Uh, I'm not sure what their team name is called, but Sting and Darby. The Starbies. The Starbies. Not Ding. Not Ding. No Ding. <laughs> ding. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm going. I, I'm also going with Sting and Darby Allen. I don't. I don't think there's any way that Sting's gonna come out and lose. I think. You know, there he was like, "Hey, if I'm gonna take this freaking power bomb from uh, <laughs> Brian Cage, I'm getting, I'm getting that W on uh, on pay per view." Because yeah, I, I think it was one of the biggest missteps that they had with WWE was bringing Sting back after all, like you know, like having him debut in WWE finally after all those years, and then just having him just lose to Triple H like at WrestleMania. That was just he got hit in the head with a sledgehammer, though. <sighs> I know. God, God forbid, you know, the, the sledgehammer. Um, yeah. And uh, so he, he didn't win a single match in WWE, did he? Yet? Yes, he did. He went on Raw. He made Seth Rollins tap out in a tag team match where Seth and John Cena, or Sting and John Cena teamed up against the Big Show and Seth Rollins. It was okay. the Monday Night Raw before, uh, before Night of Champions. Yo, the, the epic Night of Champions. Uh, yeah, so... I definitely think it's going to be Sting and Darby winning this one. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for the good guys. Yeah, I agree. It's been, even though I think it, you know, in a jacked up kind of way, I think um, breaking kayfabe for a second, I think it was the right decision for Triple H to beat Sting because Triple H ended up being in the main event against Roman Reigns at the next WrestleMania. And one thing about WWE, they do cater to a certain set, segment of the audience that they know WrestleMania is the one show that they watch all year. So, I think they yeah. knew that they had something big in the cards for Triple H the next year. Um, They've had something big in the cards for Triple H for 20 years, though. Yeah, I mean, that's not true. Seth Rollins beat Triple H, and then Ronda. That's the last match Triple H won at WrestleMania. He beat Sting, and then he lost to Roman Reigns. Then he lost to Seth Rollins, and then he lost to uh, Ronda still, Rousey and Kurt okay, Angle. Even still, though, he was at, he was in big matches at WrestleMania. So he, it's he, it, it, like he, Sting had never been in a WrestleMania match. Exactly, period. it was his first time there, and he was overwhelmed. He wasn't used to fight being in the big lights, you know? Oh, yeah. He'd been in TNA for 10 years and showing up at WrestleMania. Not to mention, Triple H was like 10 years younger than him. And he got hit in the head with a sledgehammer. How could you kick out if you get hit in the head with a sledgehammer? I guess you can. Keeping it, keeping it kayfabe, man. Like, I, you know. And it was a street fight. He should have never agreed to that. Should have been a clean. Uh, if he would have agreed to a, a regular wrestling match, he may have beat Triple H. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But what I was getting at was that I think. Behind the scenes, AEW's got to know how much shit WWE has gotten in the last uh, five years because they made the decision to, to have Sting take the L in his WrestleMania debut. Um, and I just don't see any way that they could have it. I think the internet yeah. would, would melt down if Sting loses again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think they're winning. And I'm really just interested to see what Sting does next. I'd love to see Sting and Darby Allen go one-on-one. I think that would be really cool um, just because – that the characters are kind of cut from the same cloth, and I just think it'd be a unique matchup seeing Sting going up against somebody that's a lot smaller than him like that. And I think they could put on a pretty good show. Uh, let's move on to one of the co-main events: the AEW Tag Team Championship, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick, defending against Chris Jericho and MJF. Sheena, what's your pick? I think the Bucks are um, going to defend Papa Bucks' honor, and I think they are going to they're going to defend on. Uh, on Sunday, I think it's just going to, something's going to happen. You know, we, we've seen this growing uh, tension within the inner circle. Something's going to happen between Chris Jericho and MJF to just finally just like dissolve, dissolve the faction as a whole. Um, 
And uh, well, Sammy's not on this show. Sammy's still got to make an appearance. Sammy could come back and screw him over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think I think the Bucks are gonna, you know. Unless Sammy comes back and he tries to like, you know, get back in and like, you know, <laughs> he's like, okay, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to leave you guys. I love you guys. You know, I don't no? think that's going to happen. No. <laughs> yeah, I can totally see it going the other way where he comes in and screws uh, MJF and, and Chris Jericho. So, yeah, I'm saying Bucks. Marco, what's your pick? Um, I'm going to go opposite on this one. I'm going with Jericho and MJF. Wow. Uh, okay. I, think they're, I, I think they're becoming the tag team champs uh, only because. There's a lot. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you, you guys. I'm not sure if you've been paying attention to, uh, especially with the with the Good Brothers lurking around, acting like they're friends of the Young Bucks. Right. Um, I don't think. Yeah. I think they're going to cost up the titles on Sunday, um, mm. and then in return they're going to face them at, at like a TNA pay per view for the Impact. TNA. That's a throwback. I, I think it's just yeah, Impact. Yeah, Impact. Isn't it? Yeah, Impact. Yeah, so they're gonna, <laughs> I think they're going to face them for. For those titles or something like that, yeah. So I think they're, I think they're losing the titles, and I think if Sammy does come back, it was all a ruse to to put the young bucks out of out of whack and think, you know, Sammy Guevara is like not in the inner circle anymore, and he's going to actually help MJF and Jericho win if if he does come back during the pay per view. But hmm. anyway, yeah. going with Jericho. I think and, uh, uh, I think the Bucks are going to win. I think they're just so pissed off after seeing their dad get beat down. I just don't think it's any way that they could. Uh, that could cost you though. If you're not paying, yeah, if you're not too, too emotional, Dying Fury, too emotional. Yeah. You're focused on defending your titles. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be an awesome match. So there's a ton of heat going into it. I think people legitimately want to see Jericho and MJF get their asses kicked. And uh, the Young Bucks matches are all, are always pretty great. So let's move on to the main event: exploding barbed wire death match. Kenny Omega defending the world championship against John Moxley. Um, so is this match, is this still just straight up three count rules, like in submission? Is there any special rule to this? Or is it just a, still contested under regular rules, but there's just barbed wire and, and landmines all over the place. Am I right on that, Marco? Uh, yeah, I mean, usually they do like a, uh, from what I've seen, sometimes they do like 10 counts, so like the person can't get back. I'm not sure how violent this is going to be, but um, it's like a last man standing match. Yeah, kind of like a last man standing. If anything, I think like pretty much all rules apply <laughs> when, it, okay. when it comes to this type of match. Uh, or no rules at all. If you if you like to say like it, um, just judging off of like the ones I've seen with like you know Cactus Jack and uh, Terry Funk and stuff like that that, that are pretty brutal. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I know who's gonna win. I, I have my pick. Do I go first okay. or does Sheena go? You're up first, Margo. Oh, Kenny Omega is the uh, barbed wire deathmatch champion. Uh, I think John Box is taking a vacation. Um, I think the only way you can put him down is to actually blow him up. Um, and that's what's probably going to happen to John Boxley. He's going to get blown up. I don't think Kenny yeah. Omega is taking any explosions on his back or body. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kenny Omega retaining too. I think um, I think we're not gonna see Mox for a while, so I think uh, Kenny's just gonna take his ass all the way out. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a I mean, it's gonna be a killer match. No, no play on words intended. It's gonna be awesome. So I'm excited to see it. I don't know if I'm excited to see it or not. Actually, the older I get, the more like uh, when I see like hardcore matches, I'm like, oh, you know, when you're like younger, you don't realize like how those bumps and like how those like things would feel. You know, you kind of just are like, oh my god, this is so awesome. And then when you're a little bit older, you're like, 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit harder to watch. You watch through like, you know, you're like peeking through your fingers. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how far they take this one. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I think it's time for Mox to take some time off. Um, obviously we know that Renee is pregnant and it's going to, we probably won't see him for a few months, which again, makes me scared because I don't really know what he's capable of. We know how, uh, how insane the guy can be uh, just in his regular matches, but this one's exploding barbar death match where you saw Kenny Omega in the workshop um, cooking up some stuff. I have no idea what we're going to see to end this. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of crazy spot to, uh, to end the match because it's going to have to be insane to take Mox out. Last time we saw, in, in a former life, we saw this guy get curb stomped through a stack of cinder blocks, and that only kept him out for a couple months. So if he's going to be gone for three or four months, it's going to have to be something crazier than that. So we may see something that we've never seen before in uh, in mainstream North American wrestling. Um, we know Mox is a veteran of combat zone wrestling, and those guys have just you know ground up glass uh, getting rubbed in the cuts and everything. So it's going to be wild. Uh, I think we're going to see some stuff that we haven't seen in a long, long time. So back to like the Mick Foley mid nineties days. But yeah, I think Kenny Omega is going over. I, again, I think it's going to be Adam page that ends up taking the strap off of him um, after a nice long run. So that does it. Uh, everybody make sure you tune in. She know will be keeping a live tally on the IG story to see if she could possibly get the, uh, the Chick Foley show prediction championship back from Marco, but it's now time for go figure. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Go Figure is where we take you guys through the latest in wrestling figure news and talk about the new stuff we've added to our collections. This segment is brought to you by Ringside Collectibles, the number one worldwide retailer of wrestling figures. A reminder, use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your orders at Ringside Collectibles. Marco, take us away with figure news. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so uh, breaking news if you guys haven't seen this already. So from the desk of our good friend of the show, Jeremy Padauer, AEW figure reveals tomorrow morning. Awesome. PST. So that would be today when you listen to this. Um, so yeah, so more so this, this guy, he he he. You know, I, I love the fact that he, you know he's he's a godfather of figures, and uh, but he's you know he's killing he's killing the wallets right now. The wallets oh, yeah. and the purses of the world <laughs> with all these <laughs> yeah. reveals. These figures are so good, man. The the AEW figures just keep getting better and better every single series. Like, if you just look at the improvement from Series 1 to Series 4, yeah, uh, it's really kind of mind-blowing to think about where we're going to be at a year from now with these figures. And he, he, he didn't say Unrivaled. He said AEW figure reveal, so it could be from the new line that's coming out. It could be... Oh, nice. We don't know. We don't know what it is. So um, keep your eyes peeled for, you know, tomorrow when he, uh, when he announces that. Um, Sweet. So, yeah, so uh, some ringside news. So... This was a kind of a surprise. Elite eighty six up for pre order. Um, this is pretty. I actually, I actually like this whole set. Minus, yeah, this like, is going to be the uh, this is going to be the SummerSlam set this year. Yeah, so uh, Carmella. Um, I think this is the first um, Seth Rollins Messiah figure. Yeah, I thought it was pretty yeah. interesting that we're getting the uh, the the Rey Mysterio look instead of like just the regular old black gear Messiah. Yeah. You know, I thought we would get the regular Messiah, but yeah, it looks like we're getting the. Uh, from his match with Dominic as the, uh, the first set. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm super hyped for that figure, but I still want a regular, like, traditional Messiah look also. Yeah, I reposted a tweet that I did with that night when uh, when he debuted it, and I asked, uh, I think I asked Action Figure Tag and uh, Bill McKenna to 
make this figure happen and, you know, yeah. came to Here light. So you'd Big shot Bill and uh, Steve. Yeah, well, yeah that just, made it happen. Way to go, Marco. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I was I was hoping we would get the, uh, the you know, the leather jacket, kind of like uh, Io Shirai with a furry um, yeah, collar and stuff will. for this. But maybe next year, yeah, maybe they, next time around. Um, did you have the Miz, uh, Triple H, uh, the Fiend, and Sid Justice, which is pretty awesome as well. So, uh, can't well, wait for Sid that. Justice figure, I'm going to be pissed if he does not have the ring gear, his ring gear out underneath the ref uniform. We know this is going to be Sid from the, the match made in hell from SummerSlam 91 when he was the guest referee between Hogan and the Warrior against uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Colonel Mustafa, and General Adnan. If this is just Sid and ref gear, I'm going to be pissed because Sid Justice has been a one of mine for a long time. The basic that they did of Sid Justice was freaking awesome. Yeah. And we know we got the classic Hasbro figure, but we need an elite of Sid with the blue trunks and the uh, you know the blonde Jarrah curl. Um, they, they better make it happen for us. You know, if not, at least we're going to get a new fresh head sculpt, and I'm sure some of the awesome customizers that we're friends with out there can hook us up. But but no, I, I want uh, I want ring gear Sid, and hopefully it's just a way to get him in the line. Yeah, we definitely need the soft goods uh, referee, sure. With the yeah, no, we definitely need that that to happen. Um, uh, so we'll move on to series one twenty, which is also up for pre order on Ringside. Uh, obviously, use code Chick Foley for ten percent off when you do pre order these. Uh, so we have Pete Dunn, Shawn Michaels, which I hope is a NXT version, like bald Shawn Michaels, which would be, be pretty cool. Um, old Edge, man Michaels, yeah, old, old man Michaels, um, yeah, Edge. And Karrion uh, Cross and Scarlet actually are the rounding that out. So I, I think uh, Scarlet first in line um, for that, I believe. Anyway, yeah, I think she's yeah. first in line for that. Oh yeah, um, for sure. There's a Chase um, Scarlet also. Yeah, she's the she's the Chase and the and the radio. So that's pretty cool. What are you guys, are you guys excited about this? Uh, obviously with Scarlet. Yeah, I'd definitely be getting Scarlet. We get any, we get any first time in the line elites. Um, you know, depending on what Shawn Michaels looks like, if he's something really unique, we may get Shawn too. But definitely getting Scarlet. Yeah, I hope. Like I said, I'm, I'm hoping it's uh, I'm hoping it's old man Shawn because you have the uh, Triple H and the other basic line with the the NXT Triple H Papa Papa H is in that one. So I'm hoping it's uh, the same thing with Shawn Michaels. Um, maybe during the uh, run where Randy Orton was legend killing again, uh, it'd be pretty cool. Um, so next up, um, our favorite topic of the week, I would say, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Series One. Fine. If you pre-ordered it back back in the day. Back, way, back, way back, back in the in day. The way back in the way. <laughs> yeah, very cool. I pre-ordered um, a month before our one-year-old daughter was born. Man, November two thousand nineteen is when I pre-ordered yeah. these figures. They're yeah. supposed to be here tomorrow. Yeah. So they're, they're yeah they're on their way. If you uh, you pre-ordered there, they're gonna hit your doorstep soon. Um, I did pre-order. I pre-ordered everyone except for one of them. I only think I pre-ordered three of them. Um, but yeah, what it, thoughts? So I was stoked when I saw like the prototypes and stuff. Then the uh, the ringside posted up a batch of pictures yesterday, which was weird because most of the time ringside's pictures are on point, but yeah. the figures just looked kind of off. But I watched um, our buddies, the Major Brothers, uh, unboxing on Twitch. And they looked much better. So I think for whatever reason, maybe ringside had just a funky batch or maybe like the lighting was just off when they took the pics. Uh, the unboxing video that the Major Bros did, these figures looked much better. So I'm excited to get them. Um, like I've said before, you know, this is really the only way that we're going to get uh, New Japan figures that, that fit into, uh, you know, the same universe or whatever with our AEW and WWE figures. So I'm going to support the line. They, they look good enough. And 
we'll cut him some slack because this is the first uh, wrestling figures that they've done, you know, along with that Andre figure that they released as a one-off. So the accessories look great. These things come loaded down with alternate head sculpts, alternate hands and everything. Um, and again, we're going to get an Okada figure that can fit in right with my elite collection. So that's worth the price of admission right there. So I'm, uh, I'm excited I, after I was a little bummed out after seeing ringside's picks, but now I'm excited again after seeing, uh, the major brothers video and hopefully this line continues past line too. You know, we'll, we'll see how they, how it goes. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's my take on it. How about you, Marco? Yeah, see, yeah, I was, I, I'm always one of the people that, like, I think I said it last night when we were talking, like, wait till you have them in hand before you, you know, make your, you know, your your assumptions and stuff like that. I never go by pictures, really, because it could yeah. be these bad lighting, like, different angles and all that type of stuff. So it's better if you have them in hand and you can, you can make your own uh, judgment on what they look like. Because um, I've been seeing a lot of people that have uh, been getting them in on Twitter and they're saying, you know, just – don't don't mind the pictures. They're awesome in in person stuff like that. So um, I'm, an, I'm I'm very hopeful for these. Like like you said, definitely get that uh, Okada figure. It's definitely going to be a plus. Um, having a Will Ospreay, so you can finally have your dream match with him and Seth Rollins and uh, <laughs> your, your fantasy league and stuff like that. The bet, um, that's the money they, match right there, man. When they had that when they had their feud, their little yeah. Twitter feud back in the day. Um, and I think uh, that's who it was. Ishii was the only one I didn't pre-order which i did afterwards but uh yeah so nice. i'll be getting the three of the four um got the uh notification so yeah no, i'm i'm a pump i'm pumped with these i want to definitely see the accessories how the belts look um what do you uh, what do you call it will osprey comes with a sword which is pretty sick that um, is pretty sweet yeah so i, I mean Okada I, like comes I said, with the money you can give that yeah. to your virgil elite if you want to yeah there you go kind of comes with the, they all <laughs> come with they all come with belts too so yeah. like not one of them does not come with a belt which is pretty awesome so yeah, I guess I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped with these. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be happy when they come in. The packaging alone is awesome too. So I wish yeah, the packaging of... looks great. Which uh, which yeah. figure do you think looks best, Gene? Um, let me look. I guess Okada. Okada to me looks the best out of, out of the bunch. Um, but like you said, I saw a guy who already had him in hand, and he was like, you know, I don't know what was going on with ringside's photos, um, but he like literally took a picture. He was like, this is my iPhone picture in my bathroom under just a basic light bulb, you know, and he was like, this is what they look like. And they looked like 10 times better. So I don't know what, what was going on with the, with the ringside reveals, but um, I'm, I'm hopeful too, to get them in hand and actually see them. So I'm not going to make any sort of like snap judgments just based on those, those pictures. But yeah, you know how the, um, you know how the smarks are. They just, they lost their freaking minds as soon as they saw them. So I'm just like, yeah, it wouldn't be the internet if you didn't rush to uh, judgment. Yeah, for sure, especially negative judgment. All right, Marco, you want to tell us about uh, Hayabusa, the next figure coming from Chella Toys? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Hayabusa, Chella Toys, Series One. Um, this is actually pretty exciting. I know a lot of. Uh, I was reading a lot of uh, reactions on this one too, as well. It seems like they're doing a lot of uh, like pop up reveals with this series. Yeah. I'm not sure how many figures are going to be in this line. But um, I'm pretty stoked with this one. Hayabusa is like a um, a character that everyone's been you know wanting as a figure as well. So I mean, I'm pretty pumped for this. About how, how are you guys uh, feeling about this one? I'm not a, I'm not a huge Hayabusa fan. I'm really not super familiar with him, other than like I remember reading about him in like you know '90s wrestling magazines and stuff. But his dude's super toyetic, and I'll definitely be adding this figure to my collection because he's gonna look great along with the rest of my Hasbro's. How about you, Shane? What's your take on uh, the fig? 
Yeah, I, like you, I'm not. I mean, I couldn't tell you one memorable thing about about I, unfortunately. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's a cool looking, cool looking figure. And again, I'm I'm all about supporting these. Uh, you know, everybody that's out there making action figures and you know making sure that we're showing them the love because more figures is never a bad thing. All right, Marco, what all did you add to your collection this week? Uh, the only things I got in this week were the uh, the remaining two figures from the UFC Series One. Which is uh, Amanda Nunez and uh, Jorge uh, Masvidal. So got those two in. Um, got the BMF belt. Got the B. That actually that that belt's pretty sick. I was like I was like holy crap this looks cool in uh in, in figure form. So yeah, I'm gonna probably you know pass that off to someone else that deserves the yeah. BMF title. Um, Our, uh, not that dear, he does dear friend of the dear dear friend of the show Big Mouth AJ on Twitter. He uh, posted some cool pics. Uh, Jorge Masvidal's figure. He's got another one, uh, MOC, because he's just such a big UFC fan. And uh, yeah. Ori Masvidal saw the pick and actually reached out to him. And AJ's sending him the figure to get it signed now, and then he's going to send it back to him. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's pretty sick. That's him. awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be excited to see the picks of the uh, signed figure. So congrats, AJ. We had a light week also. Just two uh, Hasbros is all we added to the collection. We do a uh, Coco Beware with Frankie, who you, you guys nice. know. that. Well, yeah. The, the Coco Beware figure is cool, but really that Frankie accessory is what's really hard to track down. So got that and then i got a minty uh kona crush in the purple and yellow so those are those are two figures that we still definitely need in the uh the, the mattel elite line but that was it for me on the uh the hasbros and uh you know i'm looking forward to getting the new japan figures in tomorrow to uh really expand the collection even more all right up next we have random merch of the week All right, Random Merch of the Week is where we scour the deep, dark corners of the internet and especially eBay to find you guys stuff that we have not seen before. Um, sometimes it's something cheap. Sometimes it's something expensive. I'm still wondering if anybody bought that cooler cup with the uh, certificate of authenticity from yeah. Hulk Hogan from last week. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Tees. They have their merch madness sale going on right now. You can use code MADNESS to save 20% on anything on the site. Um, so definitely hit up the official Chick-fil-A show store there. We have some awesome designs uh, from some of the OG stuff to the, the brand new Chick-fil-A mania shirt. And you again, use code madness for 20% off. You can find the link in our show notes or just visit pro and search Chick-fil-A. Uh, Marco, tell us about the random merch for this week. Yeah. So this is uh this is something I've never seen before. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen this before. It's a uh, cane leather, Real leather glove. Yeah, um, sounds kinky. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like that that it actually has Kane embroidered on it, which is kind of takes. Yeah, because I don't. Th- he never. Wore, I don't think Kane never wore gloves that said Kane on them, right? No, uh, no, not even. Yeah, so this um, isn't even like ring your authentic. This is just a random merch stand item. Yeah, pretty much, and it's uh, yeah, it says Kane on it. it. Has it actually has? So in the description, it says it has metal. It has the metal rivets on it because he did have that on yeah, his glove. But um, you guys have to remember, like, what if they just sold you a black leather glove? Like, you would have no WWE significance. You could wear any black leather glove. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you buy merch, you yeah, want it to be... Yeah, it be Kane's glove. Yeah. No, it, no, it wouldn't. It would be. It could be anybody's glove. It could be OJ Simpson's glove. For How many gloves do you see that got metal studs on them? I mean, I don't yeah, know. 
but so you can and you could always throw the cane and border it on like the inside of it or something, you know? Yeah, I guess I guess that would have been the the idea is to like maybe tag the inside of it. But it's a yeah. bizarre piece of merch, anyways, you know, because it's just one black glove. But uh, yeah, five hundred bucks. I don't I don't know. I mean, if it's one of a kind piece and it's worth when anybody will pay for it. Yeah, I've never seen this before. So good find, Marco. The guy yeah, says it was just something from the merch stand. Yeah, and he said uh, not a cheap. Uh, it's not a kid's costume. Fits an adult hand. He's a, he's been watching eBay to sell this for five years now, and another has not come up. So he hasn't seen another one of these at all um, in five years. So he's the only. Be one careful! That it could have been this. like murder committed with that glove. You know, I'm <laughs> 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 just saying. You gotta be careful what you buy off eBay these days. It yeah, when the live shows. When the live shows start back up, I'm definitely going to hit the merch yeah. stand and buy these random things because I don't know how the supply chains work, but there is always a steady stream of stuff that's not available anywhere except the live event merch stands. You know, this definitely falls into that category, but man, 500 bucks. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm watching this listing now because I want to see if it ends up selling. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, even at like that when they do those suit, the superstore, is it called? When they do that, like at WrestleMania, yeah, the weekend, Access they, like, Superstore, mm-hmm. yeah, like they'll have stuff in there that you don't see on the in the WWE shop. So, like, I right. know, like, they might have like a like an exclusive figure that you never see before. Um, and one of those, so we'll definitely have to, like, when they open those back up again, definitely have to look out for that. But yeah, the glove looks pretty cool. I mean, it looks uh, pretty like high it quality. It looks nice. Like the, yeah, it's a very quality item. I wonder how much it was when it came out on the merch stand. Like, how much did somebody pay? Because it's a, he said it's. I mean, he says it's tagged real leather. So, how much yeah, do they actually leather. pay? Yeah, real metal rivets on the uh, the bottom part where you like where you used to pull them down before he gave the choke slam and everything like that. But I mean, if it's real leather, five hundred bucks. I mean, I can see that as the actual price. It looks. I mean, from the close up pics, like the inside is like that, like suede type of a uh, suede leather on the inside. So it looks yeah. pretty high quality. I mean, I'm not sure if it's real or not, but. I mean, if we, need to hit up, uh, we need to hit up Canaanite 10 on Instagram. Ooh. He's uh, He's got like the definitive cane collection, so I'm sure he could probably tell us something about this thing. So maybe we'll yeah, reach there. out to him. Oh, yeah. And, uh, we and need to let him know that that's on here. Yeah, we'll, we'll reach out to him and give you guys a, uh, a follow-up next week with uh, what he can tell us uh, about this glove. If it's really worth that much or this dude's just trying to pull one over on yeah. the uh, – on the wrestling yeah, game. and he did an interview, if you haven't listened to it, on Pyramid Wrestling. So if you haven't listened to that, um, go to Pyramid Wrestling. And he did a, a, an exclusive interview with Canaanite 10 talking about his cane collection and how he kind of curated it and whatnot. So check that out for and sure. And that's, uh, that's a perfect segue because we are now debuting a brand new segment called How Many Chicks? And it's brought to you by the Pyramid Wrestling Podcast. Check out the Pyramid Wrestling Podcast. Each week, we dive deep into all things wrestling action figures. From AEW Unrivaled, WWE Mattel Elite, our childhood WWF, WCW, ECW collections, and more, you can also find Pyramid Wrestling on YouTube. That's Pyramid Wrestling, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. All right, again, Pyramid Wrestling is one of the members of the Pod Foundation with us, so check out their show. It's uh, all about wrestling figures. They dive deep. It's got a super chill vibe. Um, we love, you know, Pyramid Wrestling, Scott, and uh, Mike Belcaster, the guys hosting the show. So give them a listen and uh, let us know what you think. So How Many Chicks is a new segment that we're going to start mixing in uh, sometimes from week to week. Um, a little bit of a background. It's kind of inspired because somebody was asking on the uh, Patreon-exclusive Facebook group, which is an awesome place to be. Again, chickfolyshow.com, $1 a month gets you access. Somebody was asking about just how many figures we had, so we decided to account. And we're actually up to 1,037 figures in our collection. Now, the way we do our display, um, we keep 
about anywhere from 100 to 150 on display at any one time, and we rotate them out. Um, I won't even go into detail on how we determine which figures. I I do not have anything (laughs) to do with this because it is like so intricate. I'd be embarrassed to tell you guys how, um, you know, exactly how (laughs) much thought goes into which figures are on display from month to month. Um, So, you know, we'll leave that for maybe a Patreon exclusive episode sometime. But regardless, um, one of the the, uh, issues, you know, one of the downsides – of having a, this huge, beautiful figure collection where you only display a certain portion of time is that there's some figures that just end up in a bin for, you know, sometimes it could be a year at a time without getting getting pulled out to, you know, be played with or anything, you know, having flashbacks to like Toy Story when the toys go to the attic. Um, so what we're going to do is each week now, I'm going to randomly uh, go out to our, our totes and grab a figure out and then present it to Sheena on the air live. And she's going to just give you her flash reaction to uh, – to the figure, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Um, and so we'll see how it goes. So give us you guys feedback. Let us know how you like it. We're going to start off, though. This figure this week is Basic 7, Michelle McCool, Mrs. Undertaker. Sheena, tell us what you think of this figure. Okay, so first of all, you can tell this is like a uh, vintage uh, vintage basic women's figure because they have like all the elite articulation. It is an which, elite, yeah. Yeah, it's basically like an elite women's figure, which I miss the women's basics having, you know, elite articulation. That was well, that was super awesome because you could buy a basic and basically have a uh, an elite figure. So she's wearing the blue gear. You could tell this is like uh, circa 2010-ish, you know, she's already becoming mrs undertaker she's got like all the crosses and stuff on her gear um bright blue the face it doesn't look like michelle mccool generic female wrestler number two yeah Yeah. it it is like yeah create a wrestler uh for sure uh the hair sculpt you can it's crazy to look at this hair sculpt based like compared to what we have now and like the detail to what we have now like this looks like a wig sitting very basic very basic yeah just sitting on her head um but yeah you know it's a cool figure. It's it's her only figure, huh? Yeah. Uh, let me double check real quick. Uh, that's her only. Yes. I, I believe that might. I believe that's her only figure. But but yeah, um, it's pretty crazy that it is her only figure, considering she's like you know a multi-time women's champ, divas champ. Um, so yeah, the thing is, she was kind of on the way out, right when Mattel was uh, was getting the line. True, but again, you know, you would think she, with with the significance, I mean, we've had a lot a lot more people, I and mean, we got the freaking uh, you know Mattel or the Adam Rose Bunny for God's sake, you know. I always go back to that one because I'm like, if they gave us that, they can give us anyone, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, it looks like this was Michelle McCool's only Mattel figure back in Basic 7. This was the original black and red um, color scheme on the boxes. Marco, you got this one Google image pulled up? Yes, I do. What, what, what's your thoughts on Basic 7, Michelle McCool? Um, I agree with you guys. I definitely like the fact that it is uh, kind of like elite, elite level articulation on these ones here. Uh, definitely generic face. Um, the cross, I don't like the, uh, the cross in the middle there. It kind of looks like okay, a tattoo. Okay, so Marco shoots Kelly. hard on Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the way it's placed, it kind of looks like a, uh, almost like a tattoo when it isn't a tattoo. Yeah. I think it was a part of her gear. Um, it is so a part of her gear. Like, it's kind of like painted onto her uh, yeah. body. Um, so they kind of, I don't know, it's like, maybe that might be nitpicking, but, uh. Yeah, it's a basic, like they had to do what they do to get by. Yeah, so um, I mean, but it's got it's got quite a few paint apps for a basic though. Yeah, it's got this, the silver yeah. and the blue and the black. To and, me, this figure, know. yeah, it's it's really kind of like you know, it's it's a total contradiction because again, as a basic, you know, you, you go back to 2010, you see that the face sculpts just aren't anywhere close to what they are nowadays with the true FX technology. But the detail, the articulation, the detail put into the gear, 
and everything um, just shows you how cool the basics were because basics used to be really really good figures and yeah. now yeah. they're they're you know they're for step. the kids yeah mm-hmm. the basics used to really be there used to be basics that you could collect and you know feel proud having them on your shelf and stuff whereas now the basics they're made for kids to play with and every once in a while you'll get a random character that just so happens that the basics only figure they got. So Sorry to all the basic collectors out there. Yeah, yeah. Again, if you're a basic collector out there, thoughts and prayers because the basics used to be really, really awesome. And we got we got about twenty five or thirty basics in our collection right now. Um, but yeah, and especially the female ones because, like you said, there used to be it used to be extremely rare that you got a female in the elite line, mm-hmm. and so the basics really were the, the female elite. So um, we'll go to the uh, we'll get to the big question, Sheena. How many chicks are you giving this from zero to five? So from zero to five, I'm going to give this a three and a half because from the from the neck down, it's a it's a killer figure. Um, she looks awesome again. Got got all the articulation, got all the different like paint applications and all the crosses and stuff. So there's a lot of detail on her gear. Um, the head and the hair though is just like you said, it's just too too generic for me. So she definitely loses a lot of points for that. So yeah, three and a half for Michelle McCool. All right. Sheena's starting off high. Um, Marco, we know you hate the cross. All right. But aside from not being a fan of, uh, the Jesus cross, (laughs) how many, uh, how many chicks do you give this figure? Uh, let's, we'll go two and a half. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think I'm going 2.1 for me really like 2.0 is a passing figure. Like it's a solid figure. Um, but yeah, you get three point five. You got to be a pretty solid figure to get that. So I, I'm going. I'm gonna go two point one. That it's it's you know slightly slightly above passing, just because the again this head sculpt could be anybody. You know, there's a, there's absolutely no way if I uh, was just looking at this head sculpt that I could identify with any kind of confidence. Yeah. Um, what wrestler exactly. this yeah, is? Exactly. If you didn't so. have the gear, you would not know who that but was. But aside from that, it is a really cool figure. Um, you know, and it's the only Michelle McCool we got. So you know, she, you got to have somebody riding on the back of. Uh, Undertaker's motorcycle with him, and now we got her. True. All right, it's now time to hear from the listeners. All right, Sheena, what we got for listener mail this week? All right, our first listener mail comes in from Jason Cook. He says, if Mattel was to crowdfund an elite-scale entrance stage with elite-scale ring, what era would you want, and what all would you want it to have? So I want WrestleMania eight, all right, with the uh, the old school WrestleMania ring, and I want the uh, the neon light entranceway with actual LEDs in it. That dude, I was gonna say I want the neon. The neon light is so freaking dope. Yeah, yeah. we we got it. We got a really nice cardboard um, stage of that that I've had for going on five years now. It's held up. Let's you know the quality of it that we got. And uh, I don't know, that was just always just being the feel spot. It's it's simple, but it looks cool, and I think it still holds up. You know, yeah, it so. does hold up. You could use that. You could use that today and it would look awesome yeah i, I go with that one marco I, i'll pass over to you what's uh which one would you go with oh man that's tough there's so many different like sets you could go with i kind of kind of want like an uh and it, it, like you didn't a, specify that it had to be wwe either i mean you can pick wcw you know what i mean so oh yeah true yeah that's right um i probably you know what let's go with uh since we go with w let's go with the, the nitro Nitro set have like a metal rampway and everything. That'd be cool. Have the yeah, metal the steel, and all that stuff. Uh, ramp, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like just have that like not not plastic, just have it kind of like a like not not a real metal, but like you know like something similar yeah. to metal. So like you have like that authentic feel to it. Yeah, I think that'd be yeah. pretty cool. 
Yeah, there's so many quarters. Yeah, I think the uh, we have um, some scale, the old school raw letters. You know, the big R A W. Yeah. We got that also, but they're so big that it's just kind of mm-hmm. it, it takes up a lot of space. That up as your interest rate and everything. But yeah, the possibilities are endless with stuff like that. And you know, Mattel has a crowdfunding thing that they use with uh, the He Man figure stuff. So I don't know why they don't bring that to WWE because yeah. I mean, you see the thirst is out there. If you just look at the custom stuff that people are spending money on eBay and how much money Extreme Sets has been bringing in, filling that niche for collectors. Yeah, so. and the 3D printer game. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> if they really had like an awesome old school, like early 90s, like like um, scale set like that, I really don't know what dollar amount they throw on there that would make me say no, you know? And I'm not saying that because I'm some kind of baller or something. <laughs> I'm just saying that because of how much <laughs> I would want to add that to, to my collection. What else we got, Shane? All right. Our next question comes in from John Swallow. He says, if you were to rebook one Mania main event, which one and how? All right. So I'm not even going to say the one that it is easily. It'd be the Iron Man match where, you know, that goddamn Gorilla Monsoon (laughs) wouldn't have uh, screwed (laughs) Brett and uh, made him go back in the ring in overtime. That was never part of the agreement. Yeah. You know, frustrated is not even the goddamn word for it, for how I feel about how that that ending went down. so if I go back to another one, I think WrestleMania 34, man, it was a recent one. But when Roman got busted open by Brock and looked up and his face, you know, he had the crimson mask on, his face was covered in blood. I think he really connected with the audience. You know, you heard the audience kind of gasp at it. And he was finally, you know, I think they were ready to cheer for him to beat Brock. But then he turns around and gets F5 like a jabroni yeah. like 30 seconds later and gets pinned. And it was just, you know, to quote Sheena, it was just so meh for the ending of Mania. Yeah. You know, everybody, I remember we had a, uh, we had the big prediction challenge on the IG account that year. And it was like 98 people had entered and only one person picked, picked Brock yeah. Lesnar to win yes. in the main event. That's how much of a, uh, a sure thing it seemed to be like for Roman to win. And yeah. um, it was just a letdown, you know, even though Roman wasn't super over as a baby face, I thought it was a cool moment after he got busted open. And, you know, I don't know. I still don't really know what the deal was why they let Brock win that, or, you know, obviously I'm kayfabe only. I don't know how Brock ended up winning when Roman had that much momentum going into it. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I changed that one. How about you? Uh, I always go back to this one. Definitely have to be uh, Triple H and Booker T uh, at WrestleMania. Uh, definitely have Booker T go over just because of the storyline going in and uh, how they were making him out like he was just a, you know, WCW goon. Um he wasn't going to make it in the big leagues, which is, you know, WWE at the time and all stuff. And obviously we know the, we know the story, Triple H ended up winning. Um, they had this whole, like, if you remember, go back and watch like that match, like the video package of like Booker T and they're talking about like, you know, him growing up and, you know, him going to jail and getting out of jail and rehabilitated. And all. like they went through this whole story and then like they build him up and then he ends up, you know, losing at Mania. So I think, to right the wrongs, uh, definitely have him go over and uh, with the uh, the title at Mania. That's what I would pick. Sheena, how about you? Um, I mean, I think an obvi- another obvious one is WrestleMania Nine. Hell you know, yes, <laughs> Yoko versus Brett. Uh, freaking <laughs> the original screw job. Yeah, the original screw job. First of all, <laughs> Mr. Fuji and his freaking powder, dude, like the salt, like salt right in the eyes, like. <laughs> That, that's some BS right there. So I would have changed that to begin with. So it, Brett would have just went ahead and got that sharpshooter out of the way, you know, and uh, it, w- it would have been a wrap for Yoko. You know how they could have done it? It would have been an overbooked, convoluted mess, but I think it could have been, like, freaking legendary. As if it wasn't already an overbooked, convoluted Yeah, even mess. more so. Have, uh, you know, Hulk beats Yoko, but, you know, 
They act like Brett got freaking pepper sprayed or something. <laughs> he had a little bit yeah. of table salt in his eyes. What yeah. if after Hulk wins, you know, he says, hey, it's not going down like that, brother. Brett Hart, come back in here. And we just teed it back up and did Hulk versus Brett right there to crown the two, the, the true world champion, yeah. you know. That would have been awesome. Even if Hulk would end up winning, I still think that would have been cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree. WrestleMania 9, true travesty of justice. Brett was always getting screwed at WrestleMania. Yeah. Poor Brett. All right, what else we got, Sheen? This is one more. All right, one more. We got some good ones. We'll save it for next week. But um, Sam Rosenthal has a good question. He says, who do you think should be a champion in WWE and AEW that um, isn't or hasn't been yet? I feel like everybody's Ooh. been the champ so far. Um, so somebody that should be a champ that isn't. Um, I got an easy one. I'll say Chad Gable. You know, I think Chad Gable is immensely talented. He's funny. He's like the cruiserweight version of Kurt Angle. Um, you can send him back to NXT, you know, let him be in the cruiserweight division. I think he'd be awesome. But the dude can go in the ring. He looks like a million bucks when he's out there, um, you know, in action. And then he's very, very funny. You know, he was hilarious back in the original incarnation of American Alpha when he was just trying to convince Jason Jordan to be his tag team partner. Um, so I've always been a big fan of Chad Gable. So I think he's somebody that uh, – could do well if he if he got a run with a championship. Marco, how about you? Uh, are we talking any championship or like the championship? I think I think it's gonna be. Like, I'm, I'm thinking like world championship, like you know, either the AEW champion or the WWE champion. Oh man, AEW champion. Uh, we'll go with AEW um, on this one. Um, uh, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's go because because he had a title match. He had an awesome title match with uh with with Jericho. I think Scorpio Sky. Um, I think they would you know break some ground there if they actually had him like actually even win a championship in general, not just the AEW championship. Even the uh, TNT uh, championship, I think, would be yeah uh, great for him uh, just to have him hold the title because I I think he's uh, super underutilized. Um, probably one of the best talents in that company. Um, both, probably one of the most athletic there too, as well. And yeah, it was a very cool moment when he. Uh, it was a very cool moment when he stepped to Chris Jericho that one time and convinced Jericho to give him the title shot, even though he ended up coming up a little short. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, that match was. <clears throat> it was a really good match as well. Um, and just, I always want to see him as a solo guy, anyway. Um, and you know, I think he, I think he do a great job as as a champion in the company, not just you know the AEW championship champion. So. Yeah, definitely Scorpio Sky would be my pick. All right, Sheena, you got anybody in mind? Yeah, I think Keith Lee. Um, you know, he hasn't been champion yet. He got, he got a lot of he's momentum. He's kind of been MIA recently, yeah, it seems like. He, he has been MIA. He got taken out of the match, and then um, we haven't we haven't seen him since then. Um, nope. And it's kind of weird, you know, like uh, we know that um, – Mia Yim got uh, COVID, and then it was kind of like they just went off the off the radar. So I don't know what's going on with them. Um, hopefully, he comes back in a big way and somehow, you know, regains his momentum because you know he had the rocket strap, and then all of a sudden it was just kind of like things kind of soured, and it was you know no more Keith Lee. So I I think he definitely deserves a title shot, um, and he would make it a, an incredible WWE champion. So I'm looking forward to that day. I have no doubt that it'll happen, but when or how um, is TBD. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for episode 118 of the Chick Foley Show. Sheena, remind them where they can find you guys on social media. 
So you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, uh, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. And most importantly, you can always join our Foley fam uh, at go to chickfoleyshow.com. And yeah. We'll get the uh, we'll get the live thread going again during Revolution this Sunday. The live sure. threads have been freaking lit the last yeah. couple of events. <laughs> They're, yeah, we've been so, over, They're so good. Yeah, we've been going over oh, like fine. 300 comments in, in a three-hour period on them. So it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's really added to the show. So. I look forward to that. Um, remember to follow Pod Foundation on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to get a giveaway going over the weekend. And follow our partners. To, more importantly, subscribe to their podcast. Remember, that's Turnbuckle Tavern, The Extra Cooler Show, and Pyramid Wrestling. Um, great stuff all the way around. And just stay tuned because we're going to be cranking out a lot of awesome content. Uh, reminder, use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your orders at Ringside Collectibles. Marco, any closing thoughts for us this week? Oh, man. I'll say this. We'll go with a, uh, a wise man once said, hard work pays off. And I forget the rest of it. Um, oh, <laughs> it was the, uh, it was wow. the Oh, God. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> uh, yeah, Marco, Marco, I, I don't, don't quit your day job to be a philosopher. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. The, the worst at philosophy. Don't, don't come to me for any, uh, <laughs> any type of philosophical uh, sayings. <laughs> all right thanks everybody for listening remember to uh, subscribe and review uh, we'll see you guys next week and enjoy revolution